Last week on the show, we had my former favorite player on DC United, Bobby Boswell, as a guest. Definitely encourage you to check that out. Some really funny DC United stories from the past and from this season. I know, it's weird, but you got to listen to it. And also his thoughts on the upcoming CBA between the players and the owners. This week, my current favorite DC United player. It's like a... It's like Christmas came early for your boy Roach on this edition of Pitch Pass, presented by Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Philadelphia Union, San Jose, Earth, DC United, Los Angeles, Galaxy. Pitch Pass. Colorado Rapids, Vancouver Whitecaps, Orlando City SC, Montreal Impact, NYC FC, Seattle Sounders. Pitch Pass, your all-access credential to the people that matter in MLS. Here's your host, Greg Roach. Well, I think we got a good one lined up for you this week. One of my favorite guests and my current favorite D.C. United player is the guest for this episode of Pitch Pass. I'm talking about number four in your programs, number one in your hearts. I feel bad for even saying that, so let's just move on. Russell Knauss joins us. Russell, how are you, man? Good, man. Good to hear from you. It, it's uh, it's very good to talk to you. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it if you don't mind, Russ. No problem. Let's do it. I am... Um, I have been putting off this conversation for the entire year because I only like to talk to my favorite DC United player when things are going well. And uh, and listen, I, this is where you go, Roach. You're, you're kind of wrong. Uh, I like where you're coming from, and I appreciate your heart's at. But this is how I'm really feeling. But how I'm feeling is you've been a little out of sorts this season and only in the last couple of weeks have I seen Russell Canals all caps Russell Canals um I don't know I mean I've I've seen some talk about that I feel like um obviously with the success of last season that you know that seemed like the thing right obviously I was performing well um I think beginning of the year I had a you know a little tough time getting into the season um found my form um, up in the team the team's form dropped obviously in the summer but I actually felt like I had put some solid performances in and then obviously my my lung injury happened that derailed me a little bit but um, yeah I feel, I feel like the last few games have been going well as well so um, team obviously is winning too so it, it makes everyone everyone's performance look look better too right so was it unfair then uh because it, it it does sound like you 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 pushed back a little bit on that. Was it unfair to expect the team to perform at the level that they did in the second half of last year? Which, by the way, Russ, they most of that praise goes to Wayne Rooney, but it also coincided with your return from injury as well. Was it unfair to think that the team could maintain that level? I, I think. I mean, we all had expectations that that was going to be our goal moving into the new year. Um, we still were able to get points, but obviously the team's performance wasn't up to what the fans had seen late 2018 in, in that run-up to the playoffs. Um, I think, I don't know if it's unfair because we, we expected that as players, and and when it didn't go our way and we didn't have the performances we did, we, we obviously were disappointed internally too um, that we, we couldn't get back to that form. But at the end of the day, we still were able to pick up points um, it's a long year, and I, I think we're actually, you know, looking back at it, even with the struggles in, you know, the summer games where you don't win many games, um, the stretch in August, we're still pretty happy with where we were at. Um, 
still season's not finished yet. So, you know, we we started real serious. Did you notice that, Russell? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it though. No, we right we jumped it. right into <laughs> it, and um, you know the the and the reason that I feel comfortable jumping into it, and and uh, I saw it in action, uh, the last match versus Seattle. What I what I love about Russell Knauss and what makes him my favorite player is he's not a bully on the field, but he he will he will get in you and he will body you up. And there wasn't a lot of bodying over the course of the that summer stretch, that summer lull. And uh, against Seattle, I saw some bodying, some Russell Knauss bodying off of the ball. Um, did that? Does that feel good to play the way that you play? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the the depending on the way the game, the flow of the game, how it's going, um, I'm I'm a big impact player in the sense that you know fans start to notice my play more when I am getting stuck into tackles. Correct. Uh, I do a lot of things that fans don't really see when you know maybe those games where you don't see me getting stuck into as many tackles. There's still a lot of tactical decisions that from my personal play and you know that I'm that I'm trying to dictate the way the, the game goes that maybe goes a little unnoticed, right? So these games, obviously, where I become more of an impact player and, and fans see that, then it kind of boosts my performance, my personal performance in that sense. But, no, it's those types of games are good to have as well. It's obviously fun. I'm a, I'm a physical player. Uh, I, I enjoy, enjoy the contact and getting into guys and, and getting stuck in. So um, when I'm able to do that and those opportunities are there to be able to get stuck in on tackles and stuff, those are games that – you know, I enjoy and, and flourishing. You know, stuck in is a is a perfect way to put it because to me the quintessential Russell Knauss move isn't necessarily a tackle. It's that that slide jump that you do where you go in and I'm like, he's about to clean this guy out. And then you basically put your, your lead foot down, stand up, <laughs> to spin your body, and now you've got the ball with the defender at your back rather than what he thought was gonna happen, which was you were just gonna take him out from the front. And a couple of times that happened against the Sounders and, and that that's my favorite Russell to me that's the quintessential Russell Knauss move and it's literally getting stuck in and not necessarily cleaning somebody out yeah I mean I I rarely ever go into a tackle without trying to win the ball like I'm I'm not you know I don't go in to try to foul the person so if I can take the ball cleanly away from you uh, that's my plan right and I was able to successfully do that and actually have you know the guy's positioning and his touch to go where I wanted that I know I, at that point in time I can I can get stuck in and and make the tackle. What are some of the things that you alluded to in your last answer uh, regarding those those games where maybe it's not the game that calls for that style of play and you're influencing in other ways? And I'm asking that as a fan who is like, okay, what do, what do I need to look for in a Russell Knauss performance that isn't those those kind of wow pop stuck in plays? I mean, it's uh, a lot of the things I, I do well is is just keeping the ball moving and, and organizing the team. The, the key thing that you know I think is actually very important to the team success in general, and I think guys have started to realize that is our active marking, organizing when the ball is in the attacking third, um, when when maybe we're not actually called upon specifically with the ball or defensively, but we're organizing trying to. Um, make the difference so when the ball turns over that we're there um, able to pick a lot of the second balls up and do the little things, right? Like it's a ball that pops out where 
I maybe receive the ball and, and just pass it on. And it doesn't look like much, but those are the little things that I'm putting myself and organizing guys in, in those tactical positions to be able to um, recover the ball quickly and return it to our team so we can continue possession. And then obviously on the defensive side, moving, you know, forcing the game wide when I'm in the central mid position um, and obviously with the ball, just, you know, continuing to give our playmakers the ball, guys you, guys you want on the ball, just can you know moving it quickly so those are those are a few few little things right that you know you don't notice as much um but that i that i actually pride myself on now we're 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 going to talk about the 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 central mid versus uh right back situation in just a second i do want to ask you you know when you hear of a player missing a match it's because of a knee because of an ankle because of a strain, a groin, a hamstring, lung is a word you don't hear very often, especially as it pertains to to soccer players. Did you know as soon as that stomp happened that something was wrong? Because you, you did stay on for a good amount of time after that. Yeah, I tr- I didn't know the at the moment of impact. I kind of just thought I lost my breath. Um, like it, it kind of felt like you get the wind knocked out of you, and yeah. then. And then you go down. I try, I tried to continue playing. I felt like it was, it was internally. I felt like something wasn't right. But I'm a tough person. I I think I can go go out back go back out there and play through it. Um, that wasn't the case. I tried to. I went down twice, got back up twice, and that that second time I did a five yard sprint and knew I knew I couldn't play. I had to sub myself out. So it, it's definitely was a scary time for me. Um, but. Uh, I, I was in good hands, and, and good thing the doctor, team doctor, noticed that um, that that was something wasn't right, right? So, so we uh, got it taken care of. What what happens? I want you to be Doctor Canals for a second. Uh, I know you wear many hats: um, realtor, yep. entrepreneur, soccer player. Now, Doctor Canals is coming on. <laughs> what, yeah. uh, what 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 was the actual? diagnosis and what like does your lung as a, does a person's lung just deflate when they have a punctured lung yeah so the di- the diagnosis was pneumothorax that's the collapsed lung um it was i guess from the conclusion of everything like i must have been breathing out at the you know exact time where the impact happened that it caused the lung to collapse because I had no broken ribs, nothing. It was just the the timing of the impact and I guess the timing of my breath that something of that magnitude would happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I walked, I got to the hospital. They did all their tests and they they realized that you know that was the case. And I I had my chest tube install installed uh, basically for a day and a half, and that pulled all the extra air out, and my lung was able to inflate like normal and with no with no future implications so i mean it sounds very i mean dangerous and it, it was because it's obviously internal but at the same time um i feel good i'm feeling back to normal uh nothing you know just a, sl- a little slow recovery in the sense i had to avoid impacts but everything's back to normal yeah because i feel like when i when i got the news that you were back in training i was like this seems pretty quick i like it almost felt like if you had broken a rib which i would assume is the kind of more natural thing is you break a rib and then that kind of collapses on your lung that that the recovery would have been longer than it was due to the actual collapsed lung yeah i think if there was a broken rib involved it maybe would have been 
two weeks, two two more weeks added on to the month I was out. So it's just a very unfortunate injury, right? The chances of that happening are very slim. So um, obviously, I, I put my body on the line, and you know, for the team, and at at some point in time, specifically that one, that you know, things like that happen. But that something of that magnitude to happen is crazy. What um? How'd you get back? Where you're Chicago? How'd you get back from Chicago? Yeah, so we uh, were stuck in the hospital two days, and then no uh, flying. No flying. Took a train back. It was supposed to be 19 hours. Ended up being like 22 hours. Of course, why wouldn't it? Train tra- train ride back. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, so, what does a Russell Canals do no. on a train ride back from Chicago? Because I'll tell you this, Russell. I don't know if this makes you feel bad. It's only like an hour, hour and a half if you just got on a plane. Oh, I know. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you were aware (laughs) that you took the long way home. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we thought about driving, but that wasn't, I mean, that was going to be a hassle, too. Yeah. Um, It was an overnight train, so I was able to sleep a little bit. All right, I downloaded a couple of movies off of Netflix, you know, the whole whole deal. Exactly. (laughs) Card games, you know. Not your normal your normal travel day, right? Um, Wait, wait, hang on. Who who is we? Who who had to uh, take the train back with you? So our, our trainer, our assistant trainer, oh. uh, tra- took the train back. So I was in good company. I had, I had, uh, I didn't have to go through on my own. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But but I mean, obviously, you had to hook them up afterwards for for having to take the train back. Yep. Yep. Well, so what did you what did you do? Take them the dirt. Hey, that's that may be actually something I have to do here. In the well, next uh, wait a second. I'm I'm giving you the idea that you got to pay this person back for taking a 22-hour train ride back with you. You are, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, before we get to the uh, to the what happened while you were injured situation, what what's the deal? Because I've seen you on Instagram. Are you? Is this your place? Is this a place that you really, really love? Is this a place that you hang out at? What is Dirt? Yeah, Dirt is um, a fast casual restaurant in Arlington. Um, I got introduced to it uh, to the owners by one of my best friends. Um, they have two locations down in Miami, and uh, yeah, I just enjoyed um, meeting the guys and learning about the business, and and I'm an ambassador now for for Dirt. So they're they're planning on expanding here within DC. So I, I felt like I wanted to be a part of that. Something exciting for me. Fast casual meaning, um, meaning you know you go in, order, uh, sit down, meal comes out in ten minutes, and it's all very quality food. Yeah, um, yeah, they just. The, top of the line and the the vibe in there is very good They're, you know they have a good team um work in the arlington location and it's and every every person i've taken there have, have enjoyed it so it's yeah a, a great recommendation for anyone out there you know who, you, you, know, uh, you haven't taken there the person spot. who sat on a train with you for 22 hours with your with your collapsed that, lung <laughs> that that's that's part of the plan okay good all right maybe, i'm just maybe making they, sure maybe they got it gift card or something there. Exactly. You know? just, just get them something, please. Please. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, I would love f- to hear Russell Knauss' initial pitch when he has got his real estate hat on. Well, there's a little bit of misconception, right? Okay. Like, All right. See, we're clearing the air already. Right. I like this. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the normal person thinks uh, I'm going out suit and tie going out selling homes no 
that that's not my goal right now. Um, well, you've got a job, Russell. I mean, I don't know like your weekends exactly. when usually open houses are happening. You've got other things going on. Yeah, but the but the normal person obviously doesn't know my schedule, right? Okay. Maybe you're you're a little more in tune to that. So maybe all right. So you're like, talking about the person who just got your card and was like, "Hey, heard that you are a realtor for my friend. I'm calling you up now." Exactly, got and it. even 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 the you know the normal fan who thinks, "Okay, I have my real estate license." Of course, I I would love to help anyone and, and impact someone's life with helping them in the home ownership, but I. I personally can't do it, so I'm more hands-off and hand that over to my team um, at Elite Real Estate Group in Falls Church. So that's the guys I'm working with. But we're also, like, what I'm doing on, you know, on my own time right now is uh, trying to create a, a company. Well, I've already created a company. We're trying to work on um, lining up all our processes and stuff on helping support uh, players within the league and their transfers. So that's that's kind of the the background idea right now. I haven't released anything yet. I'm I'm getting all my ducks in line and making sure that we have my team and I have have everything in place that um that when we release it we we are good to go and it's done everything's done professionally to support players in this league. So that's a little insider information that I have not released yet. <laughs> well, Russell, you're breaking news on my podcast, and I love it. So hey. thank you. Yep, there you go, man. My favorite part of that answer was when you shifted into corporate Russell, which was, I would love to help impact someone's life by helping them get a new house. I love that. That's good terminology, my friend. That's corporate. <laughs> hey, it's, it's a true statement, though. I mean it. I mean it. Well, and it is true because, like, look, it feels very fluffy and I'm trying to sell you. But at the end of the day, as a homeowner myself, you don't realize when you first buy that house, yes, it's a big deal. Yes, it's a lot of money. Yes, you understand all that. But then when it's time to, like, leave the house and you look back on everything that happened in that house, it really is a huge, huge life event, not just monetarily. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people save up a lot of their time, a lot of years to be able to even afford their their home and then they spend a lot of time in it with their family, friends, whatever and and it means a lot to them. So whether it's you're part of the home buying process and going out and helping them search for a home as a real estate agent or you're going out and helping them being part of the selling process, right? And maybe transitioning them into where are they looking next? It's all, it's a very big deal in someone's life. And I think it's kind of cool to see people's stories. And I haven't had uh, too much experience yet to be able to say it, but I know um, with time that will come and with time, I'll be able to share more stories of, you know, changing people's lives. Cause that's really what it is because of the importance of a home within any, anybody's family. Help me uh, clarify what you said, just so that I'm, I'm, fully up to speed is your ultimate or one of your end games in this endeavor to be basically uh the agent to the athletes so whereas you're not the agent that would negotiate the contracts but you are one of the go-to real estate agents that players would come to when they are arriving in a new city uh and don't know the city and are looking for a place in the city or is is the long term or the vision different than what i understood no, you understood it. And I and it, I want to be able to create something that supports players not only purchasing, buying or selling, it's also through leases. It's it's a oh. a, go, a go-to company that, you know, we we have our network and our team that are working on your behalf that 
are going to make the best decisions for the players because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there that will go in and try to take advantage mm-hmm. of of us professional athletes, you know, whoever, entertainment, just even a normal person because they want to get um, a percentage of the deal. And and I don't I don't want that. I see I see uh, an opportunity to be able to help support players in the league. I'm in the league currently, so I understand the process of moving domestically and then also internationally coming into the league as well. So, I mean, if that's something I can, I can help change and, and help support uh, throughout this league. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. And just to bring that into focus, you are acutely aware of situations like, I don't know, like Leo Hara. He's here on a year-long loan. You're not going to go push him and say, you need to buy a house, because he needs to figure out what his long-term plan is. Whereas somebody like Steve Birnbaum, who's been in D.C. for 10 years, it's like, okay, look, you probably want to put roots down here. That's part one. Part two is also, hey, What's your situation? Are you a single guy? Are you a married with a small family? Do you want to be close to the training ground, or do you want to be close to the to the action? Do you want to be close to the stadium? These are all things that you are aware of, and these are the assets that you bring uh, when it's come time to finding their living situation. Exactly. We'll take. I mean, my goal is to take every player's situation into consideration. So, like you said, a guy like Hara or someone maybe on loan. Or you know who's not completely sure on their situation who's just Wayne Rooney maybe I don't know just throwing out names yeah those types <laughs> of guys um, you 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 their situation is different from someone who has been in who just resigned a contract who's expecting to yep. play at a club for a while and who's actually financially ready to purchase a home um, so yeah each each player will be an individualized uh, situation and we'll have to. Um, as a as a group, we'll we'll work together to create an individualized plan for that player that obviously meets meets his goals and and are on um, are in the best interest of the player. You know what I was doing at twenty four, Russell? What? None of this. Not one thing of these things. Definitely not getting my hands involved in a restaurant. Definitely not getting my realtor's license. Definitely not having a long-term plan for realtor's license. And by the way, those three things all third behind my actual day job, which is professional soccer player. What has pushed you to want to do and be involved in all of these different things? I've always had a passion for for those types of things. Um, just entrepreneurship, you know, how I can set myself up and keep bettering myself while you know bringing others along with me as well. Um, obviously, my dad has been in business for a while, so he's kind of had that influence on me. But I mean, at the end of the day, my focus is professional soccer, Absolutely. and it'll always be that. It'll always be that until um, until the end of my career, right? I'm when I'm ready to retire. Um, and and these things are obviously when I'm using my time off the field, you know, when I'm done with my recovery, when I'm done with my training, when I'm done with, you know, you know, the video aspect of scouting for opponents on the weekend. That That's my main priority. These are things I'm trying to build that, you know, allow me to then go in and transition to um, life after soccer. Because at the end of the day, we all know that soccer – sports in general won't always last, right? So how can I better prepare myself and use my time instead of um, doing something not beneficial for, for myself? How can I use my time to create something that in case an injury would happen, in case the worst case scenario happens that I'm, that I'm prepared? And, I'm, and I, think, uh, I think these are the, the ways that I use my passions to be able to create that. You know, and I've never uh, subscribed to that, hey, 
he should be focusing on on his day job situation because like you you look at anybody else you know people who work nine to five jobs they st- after five o'clock they still have to have different outlets to maintain their passion for what they're doing part one part two listen would you rather if you were somebody's an outsider looking in would you rather have somebody looking to better themselves during their off hours or somebody who's just going to play video games for seven hours until it's time to start the next training session Exactly. I mean, if anything, it's it's better from a, a mental standpoint that uh, players take their time and you and use that to their advantage, the time on the side. Um, and also, I mean, just from an educational standpoint, I, I feel you know passionate about making sure I understand everything um, that I'm getting into, whether it's an investment, whether it's um, you know buying a home. Obviously, is an investment in itself, but that I'm educated before I make a decision. I don't want to not be educated and then let someone else on my behalf make that decision. You meant you mentioned the mental aspect, which of course brings me to Quincy Ameriqua. How much and how important has his mental strength league been in your development as an entrepreneur and a realtor? <laughs> I mean, Quincy. Uh, hey, come on. First, that, Russell, that was awesomely stated by me. That was a great question, and it's a va- very valid question with with uh, the things Quincy has going on with that and his business as well. So I like that. I like that. No, but uh, Quincy and I connected pretty early. Obviously, you see what Quincy's brand and what he's doing with Perfect Soccer, what he's doing with uh, the MSL and the Mental Strength League. That's all. That's part of his brand, and, and um, his motivation for that rubs off on me, and we've connected on a lot of things. And uh, just because we are, you know, more business-minded in the sense uh, we do things outside of soccer that that motivate us, right? And and Quincy's been and for me he's been a joy to have the team because I can connect with him on that level that maybe I can't connect with every player like that. So it's it's been a good time. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Canalses are also uh, vineyard people. Am I wrong on that? Didn't we talk about that before? Yeah, that was probably the last time I was on on the show. So that is that another that's that. another aspect of things that you are doing or the thinking about post career. Yeah, I'm that's more That's your family. Um, that's my yeah, that's my family. That's my dad's uh priority right now. He's still working for SAP SAP is a software guy, but he's trying to uh manage a vineyard as well and and uh we're working or I'll say he's working. I'm just bouncing he's bouncing ideas off me and I'm giving my opinion on it. Um you know, on how how to move forward with that process. But it's got to be a situation where he's bouncing ideas off of you, but also as as somebody who is thinking about the next step or being an entrepreneur, you're you're watching closely what he's doing and how things are laying out for him as you take that information to what you want to do. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think my dad, it gives him more confidence that uh, he has me willing to um, after he, you know, when he gets older, what, what's he going to do? Pass, he would have to pass it on to someone. Mm-hmm. So obviously I've taken interest in that. Um, and you know, I've, I've helped him along the journey, helped him along the process. Uh, he, it's, it's his passion. Uh, I'm very interested in it from a business standpoint and, and, uh, from a wine standpoint. Um, but at the end of the day, it's his decision right now. I'm just supporting him, and and maybe at some point down the line, like I could, I could transition to something with, with that as well. So, it's all it's all in development right now. So he's really 
focused on just establishing the vineyard itself. We don't have a winery yet that you can go and visit. It's it's a vineyard with basically 10 acres of, of grapes planted on it, grapevines. So it's a lot. Dude, you have so much going on, it's not even funny. Including, of course, playing for DC United, I want to ask you about your conversion or is it a conversion to write back in the current setup for DC United? And I also want to get your thoughts on a recent team bonding event at FedEx Field with your DC United teammates. We'll do all that with Russell Knaus next on Pitch Pass. Tropical Smoothie Cafe is proud to blend up the official smoothie of DC United all season long. Try the United Smoothie, a refreshing blend of pineapple, coconut, banana, and lemonade. And on Fridays, you can score one for just $3.99 at any of the DC area locations. Tropical Smoothie Cafe, proud sponsor of DC United. Russell Knauss, we have uh, this has been a weird conversation so far. We jumped right into the serious stuff, and then we got into the off the field stuff, which is usually the the reverse of how these conversations go. But do you think we should probably get back to the soccer talk now? Whatever your heart decides. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love it all. I mean, I'm I'm uh, open to talking about about it all. Well, I mean, so. I I want to get into the the conversion to to right back, and yep. you tell me if that word conversion too strong of a word are you playing um, right back or is this a conversion to right back is what i mean yeah i mean i'm i'm in a situation right now where um uh played a game there against montreal did well and mm-hmm. and we we've won the last three games so yep. it's been it's been uh, something we stick with as as a club team um uh, that's that's what the coaching staff has decided and and I'm a player that's going to go out there and give my best effort, um, whether that's central midfield, right back, you know, even center back, whatever your right mid, whatever, wherever I'm at on the field, I'm going to give my best effort. And um, I think I feel comfortable in the right back position. I haven't played it very much, um, but just un- from the game, from the game tactically and understanding it, uh, I think I'm able to uh, be successful in that position. All right, I'm going to put you down as playing right back, and we'll just uh, move on from there. When, uh, well, how did it turn? How did it come about? Um, I know you were rehabbing. Did did Ben come to you during that process and go, "Hey, listen, I'd like to get you back on the field as quickly as possible." Right now, that position is right back. Uh, and what were your thoughts when this whole approaching happened? Yeah, I was I was out for four weeks and. Hadn't trained much. Um, literally was back probably two, three days training with the guys, and obviously that's it. That conversation came up, and uh, I, I told him I, I said I'm willing to go out there and, and give everything for the team, and that's what I, what I did, and what I, what I continue to do. So the conversation was pretty brief in the sense that, you know, Ben understands that that type of that's the type of mindset I have as a player, and he was willing to throw me out there. Um, after four weeks and obviously had confidence to throw me out there. So I, I appreciate that. Um, and I'm, I'm glad the team was able to go out and win that. Cause that was a, that was a huge game for us. I'd like to uh, tie this into the national team, which may seem weird at first glance. However, um, you had experience uh, in the January camp. Um, is it fair to say that you were disappointed in, in how that played out? Yeah, I don't want to talk too much on this. I, and I understand um, that, but yeah. uh, I, where where what I'm leading up to is it feels to me as if the position that 
Burhalter would like to play or the formation that he would like to play calls for a lot of added um, responsibilities for his right back slash defense defensive midfielder. Are you yeah, looking at this at all as an opportunity to go, hey, you know what? Here's a chance for me to kind of show that I can play that kind of weird hybrid role that he seems to want for that position. Is that anywhere in your thought process? No, I think that thought process has been there, especially especially the way I've been playing the position. Correct. Um, because you've been I've quick only... to kind of pinch in and, and do that, uh, what he's asking Tyler Adams to do, and basically that, that position that he's asking to play. Yeah, and, and that's the way – I've only played right back two times in Germany, but we've played it in a similar way where um, – and that's the way I'm playing it. it. It's, you know, not being able – you're not able to pick – I'm picking up different positions on the field on the field when we have possession of the ball, whether that's mm-hmm. inside in the central park, which I'm comfortable with, obviously, with my central mid background, whether that's on the flank, whether that's building building in the three back. I, I take up different positions tactically to – imbalance the opponent and um and you're right that is very similar to how Berhalter's system functioned uh at least beginning of the year when he was uh trying things out um and yeah i i feel that i could i could be an impactful player in, in that type of system just because of my background as central mid and then uh my defending ability as well Is your passing underrated? And if you feel like it is, is this an opportunity for you at the right pack position to show that you can spray different types of balls than what's normally expected as a defensive midfielder? Yeah, and I think that's been – I've showed that the last three games that um, the passing passing range I do have, right? you're, you have the game in front of you a little bit more, so you're able to make those make those passes more often. Um, and obviously, the guys surrounding me, we've all been we've had formed good relationships where I understand their movements, whether that's Paul, Wayne, Figura, you know, the center midfielders. So I'm able, I've formed relationships with them where you know I understand where they're at, and and it gives me a little bit different of a different angle to to display that. So. Yes, uh, completely agree. Um... As we hit the home stretch for the regular season, two matches to go as we record this, you guys have your own destiny in your hands as far as getting a home match. I would assume, though, the bigger picture is, look, we we, we want to win both of those games because we want to win both of those games, but we have bigger expectations than just grabbing ourselves a home match uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, our... Our goal is to obviously get the home field advantage. Um, playoffs are now single elimination, so so it's a tough tough playoff structure. Correct. But at the end of the day, it gives every every team a chance to be able to move on and um, move quickly through through the rounds. And you win four games and you're in the final. We just discussed that today, and and that's the reality. So um, I think we want to finish the season strong here. These last two games, obviously tough road game on the you know against Red Bull but um, we feel we can go there and take points um, and and do well uh, if we continue that into you know the in, with the within the last two games and continue into playoffs that'll be we'll set ourselves at a good spot with with some momentum that maybe other teams aren't having you have a unique perspective on the Atlantic Cup and especially the rivalry with New York Red Bulls uh, look we've seen it written the league is kind of 
they kind of poo-poo this rivalry now for some unknown reason. But as a guy who grew up kind of between those two cities and between those two teams, uh, especially before Philadelphia Union came along, those were the two teams in your backyard. The record that you guys have versus Red Bulls lately has been disappointing. Other than the, yes, we want to beat everybody all the time, does that rub you even more the wrong way because it's Red Bulls? It does. And I, I don't know if you know this. I mean, I think that's what you're into, uh, you know, portraying to. But I played with Red Bulls in the academy, so I even have... Correct. For before you season. went over... Yeah, before yeah. you went to Germany. Yep. To clarify that. So... It's even it's even a more weird situation for me to uh, step into Red Bull Arena. Um, I left the club obviously to go down to the U17 national team and then to Germany. So I didn't have too much ties to them, but at the end of the day, like I I still was a supporter of DC United as a kid. So it's kind of it puts me in a weird spot. But I understand the situation. Uh, I understand how big the rivalry is, and I'm on DC's team, and I'll give everything for DC United. So. You know, uh, we talked about your form was difficult. We talked about the national team that was difficult. This is probably the most difficult question that I have to ask you, Russell, in this conversation. But not a lot of people may know this, uh, especially if you're not from Central Pennsylvania. Uh, it's a it's a weird it's a weird area to live in if you are a sports fan because you could literally f- go for three to four different cities teams you know you could be a pirates fan you could be an o's fan you could be a nats fan you could be a phillies fan for football you could be skins ravens steelers uh even up to the new york teams so i have to ask you this is a difficult question who did you support growing up that's a great question I, well i told um, you it was going to be difficult i, like I didn't say question. great it's going to be a difficult that's question not- that's not that difficult. Am I, but am I, I wrong, though? Because you, literally on the you, same you street, you could see no. flags of different teams in different cities. Within the family, we have different, you know, Correct. fan bases. Well, so, at first, before um, you answer, explain why that is and why Central Pennsylvania is kind of unique in that situation. Yeah, I mean, Central PA is obviously close to Philly, close to Baltimore, close to D.C., and you get a lot of Pittsburgh fans. You could well, make a case for Pittsburgh, but I don't so, understand the Pittsburgh fans, but that's a different story. But I mean, there's in Lancaster, there's a huge amount of Pittsburgh fans. Right? Agreed, so, but I don't know lot, why, though, because you're really far from Pittsburgh in relation to the other teams you just mentioned. A lot a lot of people go to University of Pitt. There probably, you go. And they, okay. and, and they become converted Pittsburgh Steelers. Also, fans, the Steelers just, were good when a lot of their dads were growing up. Exactly. I, all right, so to answer your question, yes. I'm a... So both of the sports I supported growing up were basketball. I mean, outside of soccer, obviously, yeah, basketball obviously. and football. So I'm, I've always been a Philadelphia Eagles fan and a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Now, so why did you choose those easy. teams? Um, that was kind of what ran in the family Got and it. what my family supported. And obviously, you grow up watching them. I grew up watching Eagles, you know, in the Super Bowl, obviously, that they lost. <laughs> Cried as a kid, you know, because they, they didn't win it. But... No, that those are my teams, right? And and obviously, I'm a little, I'm always Philly biased. I don't support any Pittsburgh teams. Um, and now being in DC, obviously, obviously, I, I went out, I went out and supported, you know, the Caps and well, and the hang on, Russell, those, this is all leading sports. up to what you did this past Monday. But first, let me ask, uh, what are there any Canalses who do not support the Philly teams? You said within my own family, there are other teams supported. Who is the out the person right now who does not support the Philly teams? Not my direct family. So all my <laughs> siblings and parents and grandparents support it. Got it. But I'll say I'll say my wife's side. 
Um, we have like half Philly and half Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. So, yeah. That's my my fa- my wife's family, who is also Central Pennsylvania, York area. It's the same thing. They they some of them are O's fans, some of them are Pirates fans. I don't understand it, but that's Central Pennsylvania for you. Yep, it is. So it is. this past Monday, this is where it was all leading up to Russell. Uh, there was a team outing. Yep. And I see, I'm seeing Insta stories of uh, of parking lot football games. Wayne Rooney chucking the ball around to Russell Knauss, uh who's running a post route to see the Redskins. How yeah, comfortable so we, were you in that environment, Russell Knauss, Eagles fan? I was comfortable in the team environment. Okay. I don't know how comfortable <laughs> I was in in Redskins Nation over there. I'll be honest with you. And I hope uh, the DC fans don't. Don't get mad at me for that statement. <laughs> you know, I, I and by the way, so I'm from Philadelphia originally as well. I brought my love the Philly fan, Phillies down here. And every time somebody calls me out and they're like, oh, you should root for this team because you live around here now. And I go, so if you move to Philly, you would then root for the Phillies fan. No way, man. And I'm like, why are you asking me to do the same exact thing then? <laughs> exactly. Like you would think less <laughs> of me if I was like, you know what? I grew up an Eagles fan, but now I love the skins. Wait, what? <laughs> That's terrible. That's that terrible. Be, yeah. Terrible. All right, so you went in uh, as a as a team bonding event and no more. Yeah, I mean, uh, I may say you know that I was rooting for the Chicago Bears, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a Bears jersey on. I'll say that. Oh, exactly. I you kept it all. Eagle, you you kept quiet. Jersey. Kept your head down and you moved along. Yeah, I debated wearing an Eagles jersey in there, but <laughs> I think that would have been dangerous. <laughs> uh, was it a fun night overall, though? No, it was it was great. It was in you know those types of nights are important for the team to get together and and making sure we stay together and even going into this last last stage, uh, last two games in the playoffs. So I think those those moments for us as a team are important. And then obviously cherishing them down yeah, the line too, looking ex- back on them. Exactly because I I felt like like for me looking at it, it was a little bittersweet because I'm thinking to myself, you guys are about to shift into full on playoff mode. It's not gonna be time for for those kind of team outings. So in a lot of ways, this was like a Wayne Rooney. Thanks for everything. Good luck in your future endeavor situation. Yeah, there's so much transition in the game of soccer. You get new guys in the locker room, guys leaving that are close to you. Uh, so those types of moments, and obviously with the situation moving into playoffs, there, there's not going to be too much time left uh for that so it was a good time to be able to go out and spend time together as a team uh because like you said that you know with guys leaving that may not be possible in uh in a short amount of time exactly you know i, I brought up wayne because he's obviously he's the he's the kind of bright light but you know also a guy like pedroso who i also follow on instagram who has a dog i don't know if, if you know that um he posts a lot yeah, of pictures of his dog yeah. on his instagram but he's a guy who hasn't played much but that guy is really embracing living in Washington, D.C. And I, and I don't know if he's going to be back on the team next year, but it's just been really cool to watch him fall in love with this city and also get really jazzed about that outing on Monday night. Yeah, I saw all his Instagram stories after. I think that one that you were referencing came from from Marquinhos. But um, uh, Marquinhos has been great, uh, great guy, a very optimistic, positive guy. So it's it's been a joy to have him in the locker room. And just in the short amount of time I've, I've known him, it's it's been great. Uh, last thing before I let you go, and I thank you for uh, being generous with your time. Uh, we were talking about yep. Central Pennsylvania, and I brought up my wife's family from York. You brought up Lancaster. That that immediately sends me to Hershey, and I think to myself, wait a second. Did Russell ever play with Christian? Uh, and obviously you're, you're just a couple of years older, but 
Did you did you know of him when you were say 14, 15 years old? I knew of Christian back when I was probably 11, 12, 9, 10, 11, 12, because my brother actually played within uh, the same team as him. Um, and then I, I, I was part of PA Classics and followed them. Okay. Grew, grew up there. So you, you've, I kept up, in, up, in, up to date with what was going on throughout his career. Did so, you know that he was when, a baller? Or did you just think to yourself, this guy's really good in the sense that you were probably really good as a central PA soccer player who went on to become a professional soccer player? I I'll say this. I didn't expect him to be a U.S. national team player and a Chelsea FC player right now, and and the career that he had with Dortmund. Obviously, that's for for someone to envision that, you know, is incredible. Um, but you could tell as a young kid that this that Christian had unbelievable talent, uh, unbelievable skill that very few players um, had moving through the academy at PA Classics. And then obviously when he moved on to Dortmund, I kept up up to date with him. And actually when I was in Bochum, we, we hung out too. So That's what I figured um, as well. We, is probably, we, if you did yeah. know him, you probably circled back with each other while you both were in Germany. Yeah, that was, that was really cool because obviously we caught up and we're both in a foreign country. And then we can both touch base on, on our hometowns that Correct. are close by. And, and all the memories, obviously, that are involved with that. Because he kind of went went along the same pathway as me too. So. I was going to say because because by the way, like I know you were you were trying to be a, a little political there, but uh, why would you think someone from Hershey would end up being a uh, hundreds of or a, a fifty million dollar transfer to Chelsea at some point? That just doesn't that that's not a path that has ever literally never been taken. So why would you think? Oh, I'm looking at this guy. He's going to play for Chelsea in a few years. Yeah, you, you can't expect that. No. You know Christian had the talent. You know he had the, the drive to do it. Um, and even whether whether it's, you know, becoming a, a top player in MLS, becoming a national player that way, or taking the path to Germany, even when he's in the academy at Dortmund Youth, youth you, it's still a long journey yep. to even get that first game with the Bundesliga team, right? So as he's taking those steps, it's like people doubt him, doubt him, doubt him. Well, I mean, this guy – Proved it, and and it's he's put Central Pennsylvania on the map, which has been which has been great. And I'll go a step see. further and shine you up because you did a good job shining Christian up. Your path is probably something that Central Pennsylvania kids wouldn't expect or wouldn't think could happen from where they're coming from. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of players don't see the possibility of going to Europe, going to Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now that now that I've done it, now that Christian's done it, um, they see the possibility that, and, and the players coming out of Central PA. I mean, we have Derek Valentin, we had Andrew Wanger, we had multiple guys, and, and forgive me if I forget someone, but um, there's so many guys that are coming out of there that have potential and are, are brought up in, in the right family mindset where they where they have the mentality to be able to make it their pa classics is doing an unbelievable job of developing players there um so there there's possibilities and obviously you just have to continue to work hard and have the opportunity and i think christian and myself right we've shown that that's that's a pathway that these young players can take oh dude and uh listen you undersold it I'll, i'll just go all the way i'll put a pa a central pa starting 11 up against any starting 11 of any region in the country yeah i mean i i 
I would take that team too. Right? <laughs> obviously, I, look, yep. I mean, obviously, you you are a little biased, but if, if if people who maybe are listening to this outside of even the Mid Atlantic, they're like, "What are you talking about, Central PA?" Go and do a little quick research on what a starting eleven would look like for Central PA, and I guarantee you, they would run with any team in the country. Yeah, and I mean, Zach uh, Zach Steffen's another one. Yep. If you if you go back a little further, we got our coach too. Yeah, I was gonna say you didn't mention Benny. You apologize, to people. You no. may have forgotten. You forgot your coach, but that's fine. I didn't. I didn't forget him here. I made up for it. <laughs> he's a, he's part of that that group too. Obviously, that would be kind of fun though. If if uh, you know how they do like the uh, the NBA or not the NBA, but they do the uh, the 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 basketball tournament where anybody can just sign up and, and there's a $2 million prize pot at the end of it. That'd be cool if you could just do that and just say, you guys get a region together, we'll have a tournament, winner take all, $2 million. It'd be almost like going back to uh, the ODP days. I don't yes. know. Yeah, like where we, I mean, that's how we got together, where a lot of these Pennsylvania guys know. Uh, they kind of got rid of it now that it's the academy system, but I, I got to know a lot of the guys. PA state team, and then you go in and region one, that's, that's our region Northeast here. Um, and then you obviously take that and then go to the national team camp. And that's how it starts at started originally at the U14 national team level. You make your state team regional and then, so they could, they could bring that back. I wouldn't be, I'd be for it. Russell, uh, I'm incredibly lazy. Uh, you though are an entrepreneur and a visionary. I'm going to leave that to you to put that tournament together. So, uh, you're welcome. Please, <laughs> please do with it what Thanks you want because I will not follow I'll up with it. I'll give you some credit when we, when we set that up. You know what? Just name the trophy after me. That's all. Just name, just name the trophy. Right. Perfect. <laughs> Russell, thank you very much, my friend. I'm so glad that you are healthy and ready for the stretch run because uh, you are a valuable member of DC United, and I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. It's always great catching up, man. For more show information, go to pitchpass.com.